Welcome to Service Dog Q&A with Dream Dogs. I'm your host, Victoria Warfel. In today's episode, we are going to cover evaluations, specifically the service puppy to service dog in training evaluation. Now, since we start service puppy training, and now service puppy is not a legal definition, it's my definition, Uh, and we start the training for the pups at eight weeks old, we wanna make sure that we reevaluate periodically, especially whenever the dog is hitting around six months old, to make sure that the puppy should continue training and move up to the service dog in training status. So as service puppies, we start them at eight weeks old, and that usually is from about eight weeks old to about six months old. And then service dog in training is going to be from around six months old to a year, a year and a half, two years old. It all depends on the dog and what they're being trained for and how they're doing. I'm never in a rush to graduate a dog from service dog in training to service dog status. It has to be when the dog is ready for it. So as a service puppy, we socialize, we start basic training. We start the service dog skills and public access training. Of course, we do the potty training and all the fun puppy training that they need to have done. And we also keep outings short and the training fun. At six months old though, we ask a number of questions to see how the puppy is enjoying their job. So we wanna ask how is the basic training going? Does the puppy enjoy the training? Are you enjoying the training? Does your puppy listen to you? Now, at six months old, your puppy should be able to pass the Canine Good Citizen. The Canine Good Citizen is a test. It's called also a CGC, and it's put on by the AKC, or the American Kennel Club. And I know Canada has its equivalent. I believe it's the the good neighbor, good canine neighbor, something like that. But it's 10 steps, and it includes uh, you walk up and somebody shakes your hand, and what does your dog do? Your dog should sit politely and ignore them. The person says, oh, can I pet your dog? And leans over and pets them, and your dog should be good for that. Examining ears and feet, grooming, taking a brush and grooming the dog. How does the dog respond? Uh, Sit down come and stay, walk nicely on a loose leash, walk nicely through a crowd and ignore the distractions. Uh, You wanna do right turns and left turns and U-turns and stops. How does your dog respond to noise distraction? How is your dog whenever you leave him alone for three minutes with the trainer or the evaluator uh, and you go out of sight? Does your dog freak out? Is your dog good? So that's the canine good citizen test. and. Any service dog needs to have that canine good citizen test. That does not mean that your dog is a service dog or a service dog in training, but it's something that all of them should have. So for us personally, I like around six months old for the dog to be able to pass that canine good citizen test at that age. Now, we'll also do the evaluation, the CGC evaluation at a year as well, and about two years old, just to make sure that training doesn't slip but it's good to be able to do that at around six months old or so. If your dog's seven months old, that's fine as well. So like I said, they should know sit down, come stay, heal in place. 
Uh, potty training should be over and done with. They should not have had any accidents for a while. Uh, they should be healthy. But, but that's the basic training. That's what you want to look for. The next thing you want to look at is how is the public access training going? So again, how's the potty training? Does your pot, puppy still have potty accidents? Uh, when out, does your puppy ignore people when, when you're out in public? Or does your puppy try to solicit attention? Is your puppy good with people of all ages and sizes? Now, there's a reason why we start the training at eight weeks old. And that's because there is a prime socialization window between the ages of four and 14 weeks old. Now, most dogs aren't fully vaccinated until they're four months or 16 weeks old. So if you wait until then to start training your puppy, uh, to start exposing your puppy to people and sights and sounds, you've missed that whole window. It's prime. Now there's a way you can do it safely. You know, we don't recommend ever doing dog parks. And we've had in previous podcasts talked about how to start training your dog, how to start socializing your dog. So I recommend going back and, and listening to that one again because there's really good information in the previous podcasts. Uh, but that's one of the reasons why is that prime socialization window. So is your puppy good with people of all ages and sizes? Uh, little people, big people, kids... Um, people with hats on, people with beards, people with glasses, people with coats. Uh, does your puppy ignore merchandise and food while out? Or is your dog always trying to do a drive-by sniffs on things or drive-by, I'm going to tear and get into the meat case? Uh, does your puppy travel well? This is a big one. You don't want a puppy who gets car sick when you go out. Uh, does your puppy listen to you while out in public? Or do you need to have food in front of his face all the time? Hopefully your puppy is listening to you without the food in front of his face. Now, if we're going to walk through a crowded area, I might take a little piece of kibble, a little treat for Gypsy, and walk her through that way. And you can bet whenever we go to Disney and we get those amazing character pictures that we get with just Gypsy and the character, I have food there to help keep her focused especially whenever we're doing with the full costume characters as opposed to the face characters like the princesses. The full costume characters are, for many dogs, a lot harder to deal with. We also want to ask, how are the skills and task trainings going? So have you started training service dog skills and tasks? Now, if you haven't started yet, you better get started. And how is your puppy learning them? So service dog skills could be things like touch, under, center, tug, and service dog tasks are those things that you're going to need your dog to do that you cannot do for yourself that help with your disability. Uh, so for example, if you're going to teach deep pressure therapy, teaching a touch is really good. Teaching a center is really nice because it gets your dog used to being in the different positions as well. So how is your dog doing with the public, uh, with the service dog skills and with the service dog tasks? And how is your puppy learning them? Is your puppy doing good? Uh, if you're working, for example, on retrieves and your puppy hates to have anything in his mouth, that's time to call me because we need to work this now while it's still fun before it becomes a, a habit that your dog just wants nothing to do with. 
And then we also want to look in general. How is your puppy's temperament? Is your puppy shy or nervous or fearful? Is your puppy aggressive or reactive? Is your puppy barky? Is your puppy happy-go-lucky? Is your puppy bold and outgoing and confident? And how's your puppy's health? Are there any medical issues? Are there any behavioral issues? Are there any physical issues that might change their career path from service dog to something else? Now, what you need to do is look at these questions and look at the answers and be honest with yourself. Now, it's not a failure to wash a dog out. You have to do what is right for your dog. Now, we actually had to wash out a total of three for my personal uh, dogs. Zoe got washed out because of her medical issues, um, her back. She couldn't do service dog work. Jedi, my German Shepherd, she was washed out because of behavioral issues. Her temperament was not what a service dog needs to be. And Rue, our other Border Collie, was washed out because he was much happier being a pet and a ranch dog who gets to herd by cows than he was being a service dog. Now, when it was just him and Arrow, and Arrow actually, he hurt his leg about a year and a half ago, and he had to go on crate rest for a couple weeks, which was terrible, and it left me without a service dog. Well, Rue filled in as a backup service dog, and that was fantastic to be able to have him do that for me. He wasn't wild about doing it, but he did it for me anyway, and uh, he knew that he gets to go back to herding whenever it was all over. Uh, so he, like I said, for what was right for him, was he was much happier being a pet and a ranch dog instead of being a service dog. And we've also worked with other dogs, uh, client dogs, who the dog just didn't have what it takes. The dog didn't want to do it. We've also worked with some dogs who this is what they want to do. They love being a service dog. And that is fantastic. It warms your heart, seeing their spirit, seeing their devotion to it, and seeing the bond that they have with their owners. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Service Dog Q&A with Dream Dogs. I'm Victoria Warfel with Dream Dogs, and our website is dreamk9.com. That's D-R-E-A-M, the letter K, the number 9.com. And we have our exclusive service dog training program where we work with owner trainers, helping them to get their dog ready to be their service dog. Everything from choosing a candidate to basic advanced and off-leash training, public access training, service dog skills, service dog tasks, marker training, evaluations, see, evaluations, and more. Our Facebook community is called How to Train Your Service Dog Group. Find it and join and we'll see you there.